Hey, welcome back, everybody. Before we get into today's episode, I have a special announcement. The Freshwater Bite podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now, this show will be joining the Sportsman's Nation. And if you're unfamiliar with what the Sportsman's Nation is, basically it's like a compilation or a host of podcasts and blogs uh, revolving around deep-rooted passions for hunting, fishing, and the conservation of our natural resources. And what's cool about the Freshwater Bite joining Sportsman's Nation is if you have interest outside of fishing that revolve around the outdoors like hunting, whitetail, elk, turkeys, bear, whatever it is, you're going to find content on the Sportsman's Nation that is hopefully going to help you as well in those pursuits. So what I would please ask of you is to subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation on your podcast platform, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, that's Sportsman's Nation, M-E-N-S, Sportsman's. And that's where you'll find freshwater bite content coming in the near future. And eventually all the audio podcasts will be over there. You'll also be able to still listen to audio on my website. My website will still be up, freshwaterbite.com. And I just want to thank you guys. Thank you for following me on this journey. You're a big part of this podcast. And I'm excited for the future and uh, excited to bring freshwater angling content to the next level. So without any further ado, let's get into episode nine. Here we go. My guest today is Wes Smith. Wes is the owner and creator of the Facebook group, Metro Detroit Walleye Stalkers. And the reason why I had Wes on the podcast today is I think Wes and the Metro Detroit Walleye Stalkers is a prime example of what a Facebook group should be, what information it should provide, and the overall why it was created. Also, we get into Wes's tournament fishing in Saginaw Bay, how he was successful on the river system up there, and we talk about his unique walleye boat that I think is a type of boat that is going to become more and more popular, not only throughout the Great Lakes, but other larger inland bodies of water. So let's get into it. Uh, I really enjoyed having Wes on the podcast, and uh, hope you guys enjoy. Wes, what's going on, man? All right. How you doing, everybody? Doing good, man. Hey, thanks for coming on to do the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So you just got back from Salmon Camp. How'd that go? Uh, that was actually pretty amazing, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, typically, um, we pretty much go and we primarily fish the Pure Marquette River. Um, Wes, sorry to interrupt. There's a little bit of an echo. Can you can you say that again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Salmon Camp this year was awesome. Um, like I said, we, we primarily, we camped down at the Pure Marquette River and fish the whole northwest side from Pier Marquette all the way up to Traverse City um, to the Boardman. Um, this year, the, the rivers were absolutely loaded with, with giant king salmon. Um, everything, like I said, we caught fish. Our biggest fish I know that we actually had weight was 32 pounds. Um, it's just some giant king salmon. Uh, the Betsy was more loaded. I would say probably had the hugest concentration than the other river system this year. Um, I mean, there were just days, I mean, one day I know we easily hooked up in over a hundred Kings, um, that I, I, I brought, I know I landed 19 and eight days this year. Uh, so <laughs> how many times did you guys break off? Oh, uh, like I said, 
uh, countless. I can't even d- just tell you the amount of number. It was way more than 19 I landed, I tell you that. Uh, These salmon will break you, man, trying to catch them. It uh, costs a fortune. Yeah. Uh, definitely a few trips to the to the bait shop while I was up there <laughs> uh, to kind of keep restocking. But, but, yeah, I mean, it was just an amazing time with some big fish. Uh, uh, hopefully, you know, that trend will kind of continue um over the next few years so everybody else you know can probably get in on that and experience that that's it was an amazing time this year yeah i didn't do much uh river fishing this year i kind of chased them as they were staging more out in the 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 bays in northwest northwest michigan so i was doing the trolling and the jig and bite and we got into a few but i know i I'd gotten busy around the time where they were running up the river but but hey um hey again like i said thanks for coming on the podcast but you know I, I want to tell people to, um, and have them get to know you a little bit better. So if you can kind of just give us a brief summary about, you know, where you fish and how you got into fishing to start with and, uh, you know, just kind of your story about where you're at today. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, for me, uh, I know most people, there's some kind of like a male figure in their life, whether it's their father or grandfather or whatever, they got them in fish. For me, it was my grandmother. She was my fishing partner. That's been my buddy. Uh, five years old um primarily uh, as as a, as a um when i was younger um i primarily fished the detroit river and lake st Clair as we docked uh at what is i think now known as harbor hill marina which is just next door to kings and uh sitting bats on the river and that's where we docked majority of the early 90s all the way to the early 2000s and so majority of my fishing concentration was done on the detroit river Lake St. Clair and some of Erie. Um, and like I said, my grandmother, um, still living today. Uh, she's 85 years old. Uh, yeah, that was my, that was my heart and soul of, and, and getting me into fishing and how I am today. Um, she was a huge walleye fisherman. So that's why I love walleye the way I do. You said she still goes out today with you? Yeah, sure does. Sure does. And what is her favorite way to catch them? Is it jigging? Is it trolling? What body of water? She still loves going to the river. She loves jigging. Yep. That's her thing. Um, uh, like I said, walleye is her favorite. Uh, it's always been her favorite, but she loves when it's in, in April and, and it's time to go and jig the river in April. That's that's her thing. What's your earliest memories with her of how she got you into it? Like introducing, um, you know, obviously you were a kid when she introduced you to yeah. it. You know, someone might be able to pick up on that tip too if they've got kids of their own or grandkids listening to this to get them into fishing. Absolutely. Um, so there was a time and this was, uh, years and years ago. So back in, you know, for me, this was the, uh, mid eighties, um, which a lot of people probably don't even realize there was a time that you can go to Belle Isle on the Detroit river and actually, uh, get into King Salmon pretty, pretty darn good. Um, really? and yes, sir. Uh, and yeah, so that's how it started. Well, uh, she would take me to Belle Isle and we would go, um, in the area where most people, if you recall, where the old hot dog stand used to be on Belle Isle. Okay. Um, yeah. So that little lake next to there and that, uh, next to that hot dog stand, there would be quite a few King salmon that would come into that, to that little lake out of the river, uh, back in the mid eighties. And we would, uh, yeah, you could get limits of King Salmon, and that's how it all started for me, taking me there to Belle Isle for King Salmon. So where did the DNR stock those at? They were hoping just that the Detroit yeah. River would be their yep. be their grounds? Okay. Yep. And, um, you know, over the years, and even occasionally, even to the day, you'll still get a, a, a real straight King Salmon in the Detroit River. Um, surprisingly, 
over the last couple of years, you've seen more salmonoids and trouts over the last couple of years coming out of uh, the Detroit River than you have in quite some time. Uh, I can't tell you how many cohos and stray kings and steelhead uh, that that I've witnessed or heard or seen pictures of come out of the Detroit River over the last couple of years. Yeah, I notice when guys are posting photos, they'll always post like, you know, their bonus fish while walleye jigging or trolling or whatever it is. And usually it's like a laker, like a, a salmon. And it just blows your mind. Yeah. Like, what is that doing in there? Absolutely. Well, one thing I've heard talking to a few DNR officers, I know that, um, which a lot of people don't know, DNR, I think it was back in either 12 or 14, they put two uh, reefs, man-made reefs on both sides of Belle Isle. Um, from what they told me, I guess the original goal was to try to create a new uh, breeding, the spawning grounds for uh for the, for the yellow perch and for some of these you know, sturgeon they utilized. What they found was all the other different types of species also started utilizing these, um, these reefs. And okay. um, so surprisingly, uh, one day an officer I talked to, uh, a lot of people don't know it because I guess you wouldn't know to target them there, but they have seen a lot of white fish come and start using those reefs in the Detroit River. I'm um, actually happy to hear that. I love catching white fish. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's been a good thing. But, you know, again, people don't know that they're there to even target them. Um, but, yeah, uh, they said they've noticed a huge in, um, increase in, in whitefish showing up in the Detroit River on those reefs. So that that's a good thing. Um, and I just think, you know, in general, you'll just see a lot of different species starting over the next several years um, as they're building that new reef right there in front of the Del Rey uh, below the Ambassador Bridge. They're putting a new reef there. Um, you'll see quite a few other species showing up and you'll see a lot of bycatches when, when the April run for walleye jigging starts. So it seems like, you know, obviously you're into a lot of different species of fish, you know, where they're at, but I think from what I, I see uh, your pictures online and your, your posts, you're, you're a walleye guy at heart, right? Absolutely. Primarily that's my favorite, uh, species to target. Um, and you know what, uh, over the last few years, uh, yeah, I mean, the boundaries, uh, I'd like chasing walleyes pretty much any and everywhere, great lakes, inland river systems, um, everywhere. I mean, it's all fun to me catching a walleye. That's my favorite species. Uh, um, I currently, I live off Fort Lake in uh, in Washtenaw County. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, very, for inland lake, uh, very good walleye population. So, uh, uh, I get to fortunately do a, spend a lot of time out back, uh, chasing and just <laughs> <laughs> using back, different methods. A little and backyard fishing. Absolutely. Uh, for walleye. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely uh, my first and foremost love as far as species are concerned. So the, how I got, uh, I, I crossed paths with you online is your guys's group that you started. I think it's Metro Detroit walleye stalkers. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about that? And why you started it or how you started it absolutely yeah so um actually what happened was me and uh one of my very good fishing buddies named paul phillips um and um some people are probably maybe familiar with uh michigan sportsman which is another you know outdoors forum yeah yeah so me and him met off of that forum um i'm originally born and raised out of detroit michigan i got married and moved away to new york uh, for a while. And when I moved back to Michigan in 2012, kind of looking for some fishing buddies and other people that, you know, like-minded, I met um, him off of uh, Michigan Sportsman. Um, he's a huge panfish guy. And, you know, I love panfish. If I'm going to chase panfish, I'm a big crappy guy. So I'm going to go probably after crappy. 
Um, and so with me and him actually started a different uh, fishing group, um, a panfish focus group uh, called Slop Panty Hunters. Um, but like I told him, I always had a passion for walleye. I mean, that's my thing. Um, so kind of over the years, we kind of, you know, got away as where I'm primarily walleye chaser and he's a panfish chaser. I, you know, I was a part of uh, Lance Valentine's Walla One One group, and you know, Lance is a, a is an awesome fisherman, a great guide, a really good guy. Um, just kind of being a part of his forum and his group, seeing what a lot of fishermen um, who might have had either issues, concerns, gripes, whatever you want to call it, um, with that particular forum, um, I felt like, hey, you know, well, well I'll start a, a forum that has allows fishermen to have a little bit more freedom as far as expression or posting or things that they want to post that, you know, may not be allowable in some other groups and to, you know, to each their own. Um, and that was the, the huge reason why I started Stalkers. Um, and just, you know what, just I, I, I saw so many forums that you probably see across Facebook, uh, different groups and pages where there's just to me, all this inappropriate, you know, bashing and angler bashing and uh, just stuff that just, you know, just really doesn't, to me, uh, exemplify what a true sportsman is, no matter no matter what species you, you target. Um, yeah. yeah, and I was going to get into that. And the reason why I'm so drawn to your group here is a lot of the forums, um, you know, I won't mention any, but everyone gets on a forum and they know how it can get out of control. I mean, there's those trolls on online that like to start uh, start things and then <clears throat> excuse excuse me but it turns you off to yep. being on the forum and then no one wants to be on there and then it's just a negative place to go absolutely so what i liked about yours is for one you're my go to i mean if i'm going to want to know where the bite is i live up in traverse city right now but i'm originally from down by you there and when i go back home and i'm going to fish walleye the first thing i do is i get on here and i see where the bite is at when the, the, what guys are using. And the yep. good thing about it is for the 99% of the time, I see nothing but positive things. And you can ask any question you want on this forum and guys will answer, answer it honestly. And yep. I guarantee that you're going to walk away catching fish because it's not like other forums or, or, you know, when you go on there and you post something, guys get defensive or they shut down yep. Yep. or, you know, I, that's what I love about it. And my thing, Lee, is, is this, you know, I, I, you know, I get a lot of guys and, you know, I've had people, you know, come at me and, oh, you know, why are you giving up spots? Look, in my personal opinion, it's the Great Lakes. There's enough fish. And if, if you haven't done your research on, a, on, a, on a, and, and, you know, um, there is a more than enough walleye for and everybody. there's plenty of room. You know, I'm sorry. There's plenty of room for this space, especially for <laughs> anybody at the Great Lakes, for everybody to catch fish. Right. Um so, you know, people get defensive of, hey, you know, these spots. And at the end of the day, if you put your time in, most people know these spots. These are not secret holes or anything like that. You know, we're fishing just the, the, it's the Great Lakes. I mean, it's huge bodies of water. So um, in my opinion, you know what, if someone, guys ask me, I know a lot of people, like I said, to get defensive or shut down or, you know, want to throw you off with, oh, hey, I don't can't tell you where I'm fishing. I, I, for me, I get more joy out of, you know, I spend a lot of time Lee, on the water um, and I, 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 I and at the moment, while I'm not a guide or a charter yet, um, and that's my goal for next year. Uh, fortunately, I put a lot of time in your your average, you know, weekend angler. Um, I'm typically on 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 some type of water fishing, um, a bare minimum of two days a week, uh, if not more. 
Um, I'm definitely always fishing on the weekend. Uh, I've even set my work schedule where I'm off during the week, at least one day during the week to go fish. So, uh, <laughs> Avoid the crowds a little bit. Exactly. Um, and that's what it is. But just, um, you know what, at the end of the day, when I'm out fishing, I don't, you know, it's, I do not hesitate to share the information, whether it's where I'm fishing, what I'm using, um, you know, technique styles, whatever, uh, to help somebody else catch some fish. I enjoy watching someone else catch a walleye more than that. I can myself catch one um, that I just get more enjoyment out of that. Um, I love, you know, telling guys who have never caught a walleye or new to walleye fishing. Um, hey, hey, you know, it's not as hard as some people think. Yeah. And, and your photos that you post on the forum and everything like that, every photo that you guys post for the mo- for the most time, uh, it looks like you guys are like having a party and a blast while catching walleye, which I think gets everyone else ramped up about, you know, posting on the forum and, your, your openness and your willingness to be open about what you're using, uh, you know, a general area where you guys are fishing, that just gets more people out on the water and it actually keeps our sport alive and healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that's just to me what it's all about, you know, the camaraderie of, you know, having your fans or whoever coming out and, and just enjoying the water. Because at the end of the day, I can tell everybody, it's fishing, it's not catching, you're not guaranteed to catch fish. Um, and, and, you know, so you're going out with the, with the intention but hey, um, it's to me, it's about having a fun trying, um, and that's what it's about for me. And folks listening to this who might be, you know, throughout the rest of the country in different areas, if you were to give suggestions about how to get a group up and going like this, what are a few things that you would suggest or where to start? Um, biggest thing for me, I would suggest is this: um, a, uh, you got to have the time <laughs> uh it's it, it is really um and any social media uh, aspect it is extremely time consuming so you gotta have time that's one um and two you just gotta have the dedication and passion to kind of um and, and and do your homework do your research um you know i i have been fortunate and extremely fortunate in in this field with being able to, to network and meet certain people who uh even have more experience than I do or have um, expertise in different areas of whether it's the walleye fishing or just the uh, biology of, of, of our, our waterways or what have you. Um, and just kind of take all of that knowledge and, and to make me a better fisherman. Um, and again, I do a lot of research as to, you know, not just what type of bait to use, but, you know, to actually, you know, I, I the, the biology and makeup of, walleyes and how do they move what gets them to move what do they eat you know um, how does current affect them how does you know the wind affect them um all that different stuff it 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 takes a lot of investment and time and research to in order to make yourself a better angler um so you got to do your research um in order to be able to my opinion offer someone else uh you know opinion or any type of tips on and how to them for them to put fish in the boat as well um yeah, and I think that when you think about it, if there's like this problem, right, in in math class or whatever it is, you know, problem solving, the more minds that you get to attack it and different opinions, you're going to solve the puzzle a lot quicker. So yeah, if you're absolutely. on a lo- if you're on a local body of water, and let's say that you know a certain fishery in your guys's local body uh, of water is a tight lipped, you know, you can't get a lot out of uh, of guys other than you know whatever the bait shops are trying to push or tell you what they're doing. If mm-hmm. you start a if you start a forum like this with like minded people and manage it, which I think you do a great job of because you shut down the negative ones that get on there and you make it in a, a safe environment for everyone to come on there and start throwing ideas at the dartboard and see what sticks. 
everyone's going to be more successful locally and you're going to meet anglers and you're going to have fishing buddies that you can call up anytime to go out fishing with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have been fortunate enough to, like I said, over the last few years, um, this is four years ago now that I've started stalkers. And I mean, I have been fortunate enough to meet some really awesome people and make some really great friends behind this. Um, uh, it's to the point that, like I said, when I first came back to Michigan, it was extremely hard to try to find someone to go fishing with. Um, and I think now I'm to the point to where, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I feel bad when I can't take somebody fishing cause I can't get everybody, enough people on the boat. Um, but you know, but that's the, uh, that's, that is the type of thing. The reason that was a big, huge reason why I, 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 I started stalkers and because I really wanted people not to feel like what they were getting from some of the other forums of where hey, I can only post this or I'm restricted to this or I can, or I'm going to get bashed. If I, if I say this or post this, um, and that is the one thing that I, that I saw how some people dealt with that in firsthand from some guys who, you know, were, you know, uh, of, of either being restricted or kicked out for they, what they felt was just, Hey, I'm just stating what my opinion. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, as long as it's respectful, I mean, that's what it should be about. I mean, you never know what someone I can learn from the next guy. And that's what it is. And, you know, I'm no, you know, a lot of guys with their egos and stuff and I'm a better, it's not about that. You can learn something from everybody, no matter from a novice to, you know, a pro, there's always something that they may do slightly different that you can pick up and add to what you're doing. Even if you know you you are a pro, Um, you know, I can't tell you, unfortunately, how many times, like I told you, with my grandmother, I mean, I take some of the old school, you know, before the days of bow mount trolling motors and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I I learned how to how to jig off of a huge thirty foot Thompson boat that had no kicker, no nothing. <laughs> you know, just, just, just go with the current and flow with the current. You know, sometimes you might have to cut on the main engine and kick it in the gear and bump it up a little bit, but that's what I learned how to jig off of. Um, oh man. So, that- that would have been awesome to have like cell phones that can take video back then. You could have recorded some stuff with your grandma. That would have been awesome. Absolutely. I, I know there are days where I really wish like, man, I wish I could have a video of this. Cause I mean, uh, and still put just as many fish in the boat. So, uh, do you think that the group stalkers has given you the confidence or <clears throat> I should say the drive to start your own guide business? Is, is that a, an yeah. underlying? Oh. Okay. You know what? So I've been kind of torn as I've been trying to kind of figure out my journey if I wanted to be more tourney fisherman or, or guide or, or charter. Um, you know what? I, again, I, 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 I'm a, I enjoy the competition of it and the competition aspect. And that is the reason why I do the tournaments um, and have gotten more into tournament fishing in the last, uh, since last year. Um, but ultimately, I've always known at the end of the day, I enjoy watching other people catch fish. And so my drive has been, and that's why my goal is, you know, eventually I'll just go and guide. And, you know, I've been, I'm currently a government worker. I I work at the Department of Veteran Affairs. I'm the clinical program coordinator uh, for the ophthalmology clinic. So I run a a full clinic, but, um, and I've been doing this now for 21 years. I've been within the government for the last 12 years. Um, And I know that's not, some place where I want to spend the remainder of my working day. So I said, Hey, I'll put in enough time to where I retire and still receive my benefits. But at the ultimately I retire early and uh, right. I'll, I'll guide for the rest of my, for the, for the rest of my life. Cause 
that's that's where I get the most enjoyment at. It's like I said, I could care less at this point about catching a walleye. I think I've put enough walleye in the boat and in my freezer for a lifetime. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Someone. It's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of folks, kind of, especially guys who are really intensive to fishing, they kind of mm-hmm. get to that point where it's like, man, do I want to guide? Do I want to do the tournament life? Yeah. You know, what what do I want to do? And I think, you know, it takes a little while to figure that out. To, to truly know, you know, your why of why you fish, right? So for you, obviously you love catching walleye, but like you just said, you love seeing someone else smile or grin or teaching someone else how to be successful. So guide's perfect for you. Absolutely. Just, just watching someone get, get hooked and hearing a guy saying, Hey man, that was fun. I want to do it again. Uh, I have a buddy right now. I mean, we, I met him a year ago and he was a primarily a bass fish, never had really caught a walleye. <laughs> I have now gone out and bought a, a walleye boat and has decked it out the whole nine. Um, and, and just, he just can't wait. And he's not even from Michigan. Uh, you know, he's from, from, from Illinois. Uh, <laughs> you flipped him. <laughs> exactly. He can't wait to get back down here, uh, to do some walleye fishing. So, uh, that's the type of thing that really, that really drives me. You know, I, I love, love hearing that and seeing that. Well, you know, you said that you were a uh, tournament fisherman too a little bit, and you recently just talk about the tournament you just completed. Yeah, so um, yeah, just finished last weekend. We did a tournament up in Sag on the Saginaw River here, um, and it was held by the Saginaw Bay Walleye Club, um, and uh, it was uh, consisted of thirty three boats, um, and a little early in my opinion for the for the big kind of run for the fall run on the on the, on the Saginaw River, but there was some fish in the system. Uh, I did a week of pre-fishing um, from the Saturday before um, to last Saturday and to the day of the tournament. And, I mean, it was really tough trying to find a consistent bite. Uh, a lot of uh, other species, a lot of sheephead, a lot of catfish. So they're not really in the system in huge numbers yet. Uh, so it, it, it took a lot of work of trying to find top to bottom from front from the, from the mouth all the way to the other end of, the, of that river. Um, I mean, we searched and searched and it's just not a lot of fish in the system. Um, so it, it was tough. It was tough by it being as early as it was. Um, the water temps were really warm. So a lot of those fish are still in the lake. Right. What was the water temperature? Um, from the week before when we started pre-fishing till even tournament day, it was only about a four degree fluctuation. Uh, when we fished a week before we were in like the mid high fifties, 57, 56, we were getting, okay. uh, even one, one, uh, actually at the mouth of the river and to the bay, it was actually much warmer. And the further you went up from Bay city and the Saginaw, it started to cool off a little bit. Um, tournament day, we were down about 54 degrees. Um, at 55 ish. So, uh, still relatively warmer for, for the, for the river. And that's why a lot of those fish are still out in the lake right now. Okay. And then what, when you did find them, what did you kind of, what kind of program, if you don't mind sharing too much, um, what what was working? Um, I mean, we, we, we kind (laughs) of threw everything at them. Um, what typically, uh, what we found is a uh, week before, um, we, we used, uh, I'm big on a lot of shad wraps. Um, and, and, and that was a huge success during the ice season on Saginaw Bay and Saginaw River last year. Um, and jigging and jigging wraps. Um, okay. that was, that was, those are my two go to. Um, 
And a lot of people are like, you know, don't really use jigging wraps in open water uh, for whatever reason. But you'll be surprised that using jigging wraps in open water is a a, a real, real uh, productive technique. Um, I love it. I love pitching those. I, I, I love I love jigging wraps. Uh, shiver minnows, um, both are, are huge productive uh, techniques for, for open water. And whether you're jigging them or just cast them, cast and retrieve, uh, I mean, huge productive techniques for putting fish in a boat uh, during open water. So you guys are on this river. What are you doing? Are you just staying parallel to the bank and pinch it up to the rocks and the shallows and then working it back, bouncing it off the bottom? Primarily, primarily, um, we're doing some casting. Yeah. Um, if I'm jigging them, I'm jigging them just like I would your regular, you know, regular jig and, yep. and, and, and soft bait. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, but, um, yeah, so it kind of depends. Our most productive way was actually jigging just right off the bottom, vertical jigging. Okay. Uh, that's where we had the most, uh, uh, we did have some better production one day pre-fishing, when we were uh, actually trolling some uh, some body baits in, in the shallows, and I'm talking about the shallows four feet of water. Um, but what happened was the day before the tournament, we had that huge blow, and it just, my personal opinion, I just think it just it blew everything back out into the lake. I mean, we we pre-fished the Friday before, and you went through schools and schools of of, of bait, and and then that Saturday, you you could hardly find any bait whatsoever. Um, all the places where the bait were stacked up the day before, I mean, it was, it was, it was a ghost town. So it made it tough. Uh, and, and like I said, um, we were fortunate to use, I've been working with, uh, one of my sponsors, Roadside Minnows. Um, they've been coming up and developing some of their own plastics. Uh, right now they're primarily, uh, their main focus is, uh, plastics for panfish, but, uh, we've been trying to come and, uh, create some new plastics for walleye fishing. Um, in the fall, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of uh, ribbed baits like rib worms. Um, they for me I found to have better success using like ribbed worms or rib tail and paddle tails uh, in fall, uh, and they're much more larger bodies in the four or five inch bodies, even up to six inch uh, in length. Um, I've had much better production for bigger, your bigger fish in, in the fall on those style baits. So we've been working on some new, some new, uh, some new styles of baits here. And, um, we've fortunately, that's what I used, uh, during, during the tournament. Um, and unfortunately right now, these we're, we're looking to open release them in, 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 the, in the spring. So they're not uh, released to the public yet, but we use them and they're similar to your normal kind of, like I said, rib tail, uh, ribbed, uh, uh, paddle tail style, you know, baits that you normally see a little bit different. We use some special, some, some colors that were, uh, uh, specifically made by roadside minnows. Um, but, uh, that's what actually, uh, to tell you, Lee, we went and spent all day that day fishing and had not put one walleye in a boat until the last hour of the tournament. Uh, <laughs> and wow. the last hour of the tournament is what we, I mean, we had caught a few shorts, but nothing that where we could bring to the, to the, to the, to the way in. We caught two fish uh in the last hour <laughs> and those two fish are, are are and we caught those back to back i mean they were in the same hole so what'd uh, you finish we finished in sixth place uh dude that's uh, damn good yeah <laughs> yeah uh it, and you know what the thing about it is during during the way and we uh we helped first until like the last eight boats uh and we actually had first place too for the for big fish uh, until the last eight boats, um, we got beat out by big fish by three tenths of an ounce. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we caught two six pound fish back to back, uh, just in a hole. And I mean, that, that was enough, like I said, and that, that also further tells you again, how little, uh, the fish were in the system as of a week ago. Uh, but yeah, but those two fish were enough to, to, to put us in sixth place. You know, these rib style jigs that you're talking about, soft plastics, they seem yeah. to work extremely well from what I hear, you know, at, between the spring and the fall in the river systems, particularly. Yes. What so explain the jig head that you're that, that you're hooking it yeah. up to. So for me, um, my other uh, another sponsor, my fat boy, Roy Miller, Fat Boy Jigs. Um, he uh, and you know, is in the, in the world of custom painting right now, as oh, yeah. as big as that is. <laughs> uh, um, in my opinion, I've used a lot of different guys, uh, custom jigs, and 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 here's the thing: I am not a huge fan of colored jigs whatsoever. Um, for me, so me and my buddy last year, I purposely intentionally did a whole jigging season all year long using unpainted lead. Didn't use a colored jig, not one time. Um, and just to kind of just see if my catch rate would vary from anyone else's. Um, now, granted, this was all done on the Detroit River. Um, did not see any type of difference in my catch rate over someone else in the boat using a colored jig. Um, and just so folks know, this is in the springtime during the run. Yeah, this is in the springtime. Um, I, well, last year I did it both in the spring and then I did it again in the fall. Okay. Typically I'll start going back to jigging the Detroit river, um, mid to end of October. And I'll do that until ice ice up. Um, uh, the, the, a lot of people unfortunately overlooked the Detroit river in the fall, but, um, last year, Lee, I'll tell you, I had a better time in the fall than I did in the spring last year. And those fish um, are just gorging on large bait fish, right? Yep. Same. And the same spring spots that you would target in the spring in April, the same spots you're going to target in October, November. Um, those fish are, are there. And I mean, in good numbers and you don't have the pressure like you do in April. Right. So I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you can have a blast on the trigger in the fall and, you know, you're pretty much by yourself. <laughs> uh, as, as I know, if, if, if you've ever joined that, that, that circus, you know, you could pretty much walk from boat to boat in April. Um, yeah, you, you could know. skip across the water. You <laughs> could jump over to Canada on people's boats. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in the fall and October, I mean, you, you're pretty much, you'll be lucky if you see five other boats on the river. Um, and it, But it's just as good fishing, if not better than, than April. Um, okay. Yep. But um, yeah, uh, the 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 um, sorry, the, we I, for the second our tournament, um, we were using um, so the wind key we were using. I was using darker style colors, so it's almost uh like a you know in darker water up there. Surprisingly, and most people know you don't get too much clear water in Saginaw River. Um, but I was using um, so uh, pretty much a really a dark brown jig hit, uh, with a little bit of uh, crystal and flakes in it. Okay. And, um, just this really kind of a light brownish uh, rib paddle tail plastic. Um, but that was the combination that put those two fish in the boat. And um, like I said, it was good enough to give us a sixth place win. Um, so, do, you yeah. think, do you think that those rib style baits, you can go a little bit bigger with them because the fall time, these walleyes are typically putting on a feed bag. So they're a little bit more aggressive and they, they're, Absolutely. I don't want to say I don't want to say they're panicking, but they're almost like they know winter's coming, so they're they're a little bit more aggressive and they go after bigger bait fish, and it Absolutely. feels like you know it feels like you can kind of up the size of your you know your 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 rib plastic or your your shad that you're putting on there and uh, give it a little bit more of an aggressive um, jig motion back to the boat to really get these fish to bite. 
Absolutely. What I found was a lot of guys, um, you know what, uh, a lot of people forget walleye are predator, predatory fish. Um, and sometimes they're not just, you know, biting to feed. Sometimes they're biting to kill. Right. Uh, just, because, you know, it's, it's in my way. Uh, you know, and I just don't want it in my way. Um, and a lot of people, what I've found, I've gotten much better success. Um, you know, the bigger the bait, the bigger the fish. There's some truth to that. I agree um, with that. A lot of truth to that. Um, and so, yeah, I'll go, um, I'll in the fall, especially because again, they're really aggressive. And like I said, they are feeding to try to feed for the, for the winter time. Um, yeah, I'll use the biggest plastic body bait that I can find. Um, even trolling. I'm putting on, you know, a lot of guys use nine and 11 and 10 style. I'm using 14s uh, okay. if I'm doing using husky jerks. Um, okay. Just because they, they'll put bigger, bigger fish in the, in the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's good to know because, you know, I fish the, the Detroit River a lot in the springtime. I've never fished it in the fall. Mm-hmm. I've always heard that it's, it's it's a good bite. But, like, you know, in the spring, like, you got to kind of start off slow with them and see what – it's like some guys are reeling them in the boat one after another, and then you know some guys are like, ah, I, I couldn't find the bite today or whatever it is. But maybe that mm-hmm. fall bite is a little bit more aggressive, where you can go out there and, you know, Absolutely. like you said, you're not dealing with the crowds. These fish are more aggressive. You might be able to get on yep. them a little bit quicker, and not have to wait for that huge rush of walleye to come through to be successful like you have to in the spring sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, one of the big, in my opinion, one of the bigger key factors is there's way less fishing pressure. So yeah, you know, like you said, uh, you might have to try to figure out a program in the spring because, you know, you got all this pressure, but in the fall, it's a totally different story. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Right now, you know, I, I know just uh, quite a few guys in the last week have been pulling some really nice limits out of the Detroit river. Wow. And that's where you're focusing on now going into this week. You said you're going to turn your attention back to the river. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, this time of year in October, um, over the last three years now, um, I've been primarily uh, involved in the fall brawl down on Lake Erie and out of the Ohio waters. Yeah. But on the days I cannot get on the Lake Erie, I, I, I'm pretty much restricted to the Detroit river. Um, so cause, cause the bite's just as good, if right. not better. So, um, but yeah, um, primarily so on the days where I'm not in, in Ohio, uh, brawling on Lake Erie and trolling, um, I'm, I'll be on the Detroit river. Cool. Hey, and the other thing I want to talk about is mm-hmm. your boat that you bought this year. Yes. That's a unique boat for the great lakes. Would you it agree is. with that? Absolutely. And tell the folks what it is. And it's not the typical great lakes boat that you see. You probably see it more in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, um, it's a 2018 20 foot pro V Hughes craft. Okay. Um, you're absolutely right. This style of boat originated, you know, again, you'll see, you'll see that boat more than you see another boat. If you went to, you know, Alaska, Oregon, Washington, uh, in those waters, that's where you'll see that boat. Um, there was a maker of that similar style of boats here several years ago, probably early two thousands, uh, Fisher, uh, Fisher, right, was the name of that was that company, and okay. they made a lot of similar style boats. But you know, it wasn't a huge. Uh, it just back then, it just wasn't huge as far as you know. That was the primary style of boat. So they went out of business probably about seven, eight years ago. Um, but yeah, so what happened is uh, Area Marine Cells uh, down in Ohio um, started selling Hughes Crafts over the last couple of years, 
And you see a little bit more of them down in Ohio waters and especially far east Ohio waters, maybe Pennsylvania, just because those are deeper waters of Erie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year during the fall brawl, uh, my other boat, I was running out of a 16, a 2006, 16-foot uh, low fishing machine. And um, that's what I was using last year. And my other buddy, Brian Zarevsky of Erie Marine Cells, was running. He was demoing a uh, 24-foot uh, Hughescraft, Ocean Pro Hughescraft. And during the fall brawl one night, uh, we were. it was freezing. It was cold. Um, I'm in a single side console in my boat <laughs> and they were freezing our butts off and they're warm and they got the, the heat going and, they're just having a good time. and so, you know, I got to fish on that boat, uh, one day that weekend and, and just kind of fell in love. It was like, Hey, this is where it's at. Oh, this is okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's why this year went a little different route. Um, and yeah, like I said, you still won't see it. Um, actually, when uh, we acquired, when I acquired that boat, that was actually the only fifth one in Michigan. Um, and I acquired mine from uh, from up in Grand Rapids okay. um, at Linden Sports Center. Um, okay. And they're the only, they're the only dealer in Michigan that, that, that sells that boat. Uh, when you put that boat on the stalkers forum, everyone was like in awe that you did that. Cause I think in the back of their mind, everybody w- would like to buy a boat like that, but it's almost yeah. like, you know, it's not common in these waters, but it, it makes Absolutely. sense. It's looks Absolutely. so practical, especially you if you're starting I mean, a guide business too. If, 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 if you're primarily on the great lakes and any of the great lakes, it's, it, it is a great boat. It handles, the, it handles the, the, the waves on those lakes with, with ease. I can tell you, I've ran that boat and, and four and five footers, you wouldn't know it. You would not know that you're running those type of waves. Um, and, and again, 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 it's coming from waters that are typically, that's what you're common and used to. So right. um, it's built to, to, to handle that. And again, it's a, it's a very nice ride. Um, it, it's spacious. By, I will say this, if I had to pick something that was a gripe about it, it doesn't have the amount of storage spaces I would like, or I'm probably used to, but outside of that, you, you couldn't ask for something better if you're if you're primarily fishing the, the Great Lakes. Well, you got space, you got protection, like space on the boat for people to move, to move around. You got protection from the wind. Your trolling motor still mounts and looks great off the bow. It looks like you can still use that in the river, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's it's a great boat. I think you're gonna see more guys catch on to it and and start buying ones like that. Yeah, you you you've seen since I've gotten mine, I've definitely seen more. <laughs> you you'll surprisingly you'll see a lot more of those on Saginaw Bay than I've seen them anywhere else. Okay. Um, you, you've seen guys troll out on Saginaw Bay. There's about maybe about four or five other guys I've seen with those with that style for Hughes crabs on Saginaw Bay. And then you'll see a lot of them, like I said, far, far east uh, on the eastern end of, of Lake Erie. Uh, you'll see more of those. But definitely, I, I can tell you, I, I'm stopped every single weekend with guys inquiring, taking pictures, want to know where and who, where you can get it from. Um, so, yeah, you'll definitely, I'll say you'll see more of those on the Great Lakes over in the next couple of years here. In the show notes, um, maybe after this, send me a photo and I'll post it on uh, the show notes for everyone to take a look at what boat style we're talking about. When you guys see it, you're going to think that's like, straight out of Alaska, <clears throat> the helm's kind of more towards forward, towards the <clears throat> bow of the boat, and uh, yep. you just got a lot of room in the back to, to move about. But it's, it's spacious. I mean, for trolling and trolling your thing, I mean, you have tons of space. Uh, you're not in each other's way. I easily, you know, I've easily run 10 rods off my boat with, with five guys with no problem. 
Awesome. Well, I think the, I think you started a fad. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully so. Uh, I mean, again, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great boat. I mean, it's for an aluminum boat at that. Um, you, 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 you'd be really surprised in the way it handles. Uh, what, so yeah. What, what uh, horsepower motor do you have on that? Uh, I have a 150 horse, uh, Evan root, uh, okay. Evan root on it. Um, it, it moves the boat. I mean, flawlessly. I mean, I can get up to 42 miles an hour with a full load. Wow. No problem. There you go. Like I said, I think we're going to start seeing more of these in the Great Lakes. So, absolutely, absolutely. You can be, you can be like a local expert for them. Uh, yeah, I, um, I do some uh, some referral business for Erie, Erie Marine Cell. So, hey, if if you're looking for that boat, please don't hesitate to go check out Erie. Uh, if you're in Michigan and that end of it, uh, Linden Sports Center has them. Um, like I said, uh, feel free to go up there, ask for a test ride. If you're going down to Erie Marine Cells, I know a few great guys, uh, Brian Zaremski and Tim Johnson. You can ask for them. Uh, they won't hesitate uh, to set you up for a test ride, take you out. I tell people all the time, hey, if you're really interested in a boat, I'm more than happy to take people out, uh, test you know, test drive it, you know, get a feel for it, fish off of it, whatever, um, if you're interested. So if you're really interested, please you reach out to me as well. Perfect. And then, um, you know, I wanted to obviously thank you for coming on the show. And, um, you know, I really hope we can have you back on once you get your guide business up and going. It's That's kind of exciting, and I hope you go through with it and it, uh, you get it up and going next year. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm already pegged for, for, uh, March of next year. So, uh, I'm looking for it after March, uh, uh, hopefully in, in, in the summer of next year. Yeah. I'll definitely, uh, be, uh, be for hire. <laughs> you got, a, you got a name picked out yet? I don't, I don't have a name picked out yet that I am working on still. I'm still got to get a catchy name. Got to get a catchy name. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm still working on that, but, um, between the between tournament fishing and guiding, like I said, my other thing is by working that for the Department of Veteran Affairs. I do a lot of veteran uh, uh, events. Um, last last year, I held my first veteran event um, where we took out uh, eleven blind veterans uh, or partially blind veterans out walleye fishing. Some of them for the first time in their life they had ever even been on a boat, ever caught a walleye. Uh, we do that the very first week of June. Um, and we do it out of Lake Erie and Michigan waters down in Sterling state park. And, um, this year was, uh, it was a really big success. Like I said, it was our first time doing it. This is going to be an annual thing. Um, so, um, and we look forward to making it even bigger and better. Dude, that's uh, so, awesome. Yeah. Um, th- these guys had a really good time. So, uh, I look forward to, um, a lot of these guys, you know, just trying to give back, you know, they've done so much to, you know, for us, as far as protecting us, serving this country. Um, so that's, I figured that's the least I can do for them. Um, did you guys have a website or a funding fundraiser page for that or anything? Uh, I did that straight off my own personal Facebook page and through the stalkers page where we did have a fundraiser. Um, you know, um, this year we've already, I've already started the process of reaching out to other companies. So for donations and stuff like that, for prizes and, and good things like that. Last year, I just reached out. I had a lot of buddies who are already charter captains and they just, you know, they donated their time in their boats and, Okay. We just lined up and took these guys out and make sure they had a great time. That's so, awesome, man. Uh, like I said, that will be an annual thing here um, that, that we look forward to doing. I've re- I participated in the uh, um, up in Saginaw Bay this year as well for the uh, the, the Wounded Warriors event. Um, so I've been and planned already lined up and set up to participate in those events next year. So, um, dude, that's what I love about the fishing community: giving back to things like that and. You know, you hear a lot of guys starting to do that more and more, donate their time. They, I think we, 
we realize how blessed we are to not only live in this country, but, you know, the sacrifices that all of our veterans made and giving back and going out and fishing. And like you said, putting that smile on their face and hooking in the walleye for the first time, you can't beat that. Sure can't. Sure can't. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, well, let's have you back on here when you get your uh, guide business up and going, and we'll talk again as we get closer to that event. Look forward to it. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Wes. Thank you for having me, Leah. I appreciate it. Just a solid dude right there. Wes Smith, guys. Check him out on Facebook or on Instagram at Wes underscore Smith underscore Walleye Hunters. Uh, go check out his forum maybe on Facebook. Get on there. Be a part of the community. And it's not just for open water. It's also for ice fishing season. They've got reports on there of where to find safe ice, what the conditions are, and obviously how to catch fish through the ice with tactics, tips, gear they use, all that kind of stuff. So check it out. And also, guys, remember at the start of the episode, remember to subscribe to the Sportsman's Nation. That's Sportsman's, M-E-N-S, Nation, on all your podcast providers. That's where you will find future content for the Freshwater Bite. Uh, and thank you guys. Thank you very much. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, getting ready for winter here and, um, super excited for the future. Thanks for listening.